Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Determine how much you were going to put on your to-do list. So I am a list lover. I haven't gone through many different phases of, of organization, but I have an app called Todoist, which I have, it syncs between my phone and my computer. So I jot down everything just so that I don't forget, but then I, I will just sort of move things around the days and, and, and work out. So I try and keep my weekends free from, from work if I can, but I have what I call life admin. So it'll be like bills and, and things like that, which I do at the weekends. You're listening to The Empowered Woman, Badass and Unfiltered Podcast, a place for inspiration, empowerment, and personal development, showcasing badass women from all over the world, giving tips on personal development, mindset, and healing. I'm your host, Olivia, transformational success coach for spiritual female entrepreneurs. Now let's dive into this episode. Do you have the right people around you for your next level of life? In this podcast episode, Lucy Mowat, female founder of a marketing company, shares her story of starting out her business three years ago. She is one of many people whose online businesses actually thrived during COVID, and she's located in Norwich, UK. She shares tips and insights on the type of people you should surround yourself with, the reality and signs of burnout, the guilt she's experienced from having a successful business. We even touch on pop culture. We have a legitimate, authentic conversation, and you're really going to get to know and love her. You're going to be happy you listen. Thank you so much, Lucy Mowat, for joining me all the way from the UK. Guys, if you want to contact her, her links are in the show notes below. Um, There's Instagram, her website, all that good stuff. So definitely check her out. Let's get right into your story. Thanks again so much for joining me. Well, thanks for having me, Olivia. It's really, really great to chat. Um, So yeah, so a bit about me. I am a content marketing consultant in the UK, as uh, Olivia said, and I have a background in editorial. So I started my career as an editorial assistant working on magazines and worked all the way up to a senior editor, which is great fun. Really, like I love writing and I love talking to people and finding out their stories, um, which is why podcasting is great because you get to chat to all different people, um, super nosy and into other people, um, and then get to write about it. So it was the perfect career for me. Um, and then move sideways into marketing. Um, and over time, I took a diploma in marketing and decided to set up my own business. So that was uh, nearly four years ago now, crazy, I think. Um, So yeah, heading towards um, a big anniversary for my business uh, and just loving every minute of it. It's been, um, it's great and I've got a great support network and yeah, 
Yeah. I, <laughs> I love that. Um, when you first started out in business, um, and one thing that I want to say was like super interesting when we talked before was how you're like, you know, my business is so young. It's only three years. And so many people starting out don't realize how you have to be in it for the long haul to re- mm-hmm. even have like that type of mind frame, because they, there's a lot of people are still stuck in the sense of comparing themselves to people that are at 10 year marks, 20 year marks. They see it and they compare themselves to that. So they don't even have the same mindset shift of my business is so young. So I just, I thought that was so cool. So yeah, I want to hear about um, your trenches. Yeah. Everybody has to start somewhere. You know, everybody was at day one at some point in their, their business and their career, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. So yeah, you've got to take it at your own pace and what feels comfortable for you. And that's certainly something that I've learned over the last couple of years is, you know, just do what feels right for, for me. And like, whenever you were having self-doubt issues or anything like that, did you turn to any friends while you were yeah. going through this? Yeah, absolutely. So I've got, um, I was very lucky to have been placed with a mentor um, within the first year of my business, which was super helpful if I was having imposter syndrome, like everybody does. Um, there were days when I'm like, why, you know, should I be doing this? I mean, any good at it? Um, and she was super helpful about um, sort of just making me rationalize it and go back over. Actually, yes, I am doing it. That's why I'm doing it. And that's why I'm good enough is that I am doing it. Um, but also I have a great network of friends. So um, I think what we talked before was, about cultivating those relationships that really bring me joy and buoy me up and make me feel really happy. So I've been really conscious over the last couple of years is to make sure that I've got people who are on my side and my cheerleaders, like they're great friends that I can talk to and they will always be sort of super reassuring and inspiring in their own ways. So yeah, absolutely having a support network is so vital if you're running a business. Seriously, and they don't have to be like, having friends that don't do what you do. Mm-hmm. So you have to like turn your mind off. Like there, there's a, a balance that you have to have. Like what balance worked best for you when, you know, being an entrepreneur, I'm feeling like for me, one of the things that's going to be, this is, I guess, more of an advice question for myself. Like hmm. how did you manage your time and cut yourself off from work and not be a workaholic? Because I'm one of those overworkers. Yeah, so I definitely struggle with that a bit. Um, So I'm really lucky. So my fiance does exactly the same thing, but he's employed. So in some ways, it's quite it's good and it's also bad because we talk about work or you know talk about the nitty gritty of marketing and we're like and then this thing and then this thing and then this thing and we just sometimes we egg each other on and you have to sort of step back. He's very good at sort of saying, "Hang on a minute, you know you're working too late." do you think you should maybe take a rest? And even if it means you get up early the next morning, but like, don't burn yourself out working late into the evening. I'm not, um, I'm not a night owl. I'm more of a, an early bird. And and he's always like, you know, maybe you should just switch off, go and do something else and then go back to it tomorrow morning when you're sort of fresh. So he's been very good at that and reminding me that I don't have to work for 24 hours a day um, and nothing bad is going to happen. Um, and then, yeah, it is, I think you're right about having different friend groups outside of your, your business and who do different things because actually they give you a different perspective and help you put things in perspective. Because I certainly sometimes, I, I'm, I'm assuming most people do this, but, you know, you get carried away in your head and you think, oh, I've got to do this thing. I've got to do that thing. And I can't go to bed until I've done this thing. And actually a lot of the time they're like, well, you know, I thought we were meant to have a Zoom call tonight. So why don't you not do, you know, the million and one things you do, but switch off and go back to it later. You'll feel refreshed actually with my friends, I feel inspired. I come off the call and I'm like, great, I can do anything. 
and then it puts me in a, in a great frame of mind for doing those things. But in early days, I, I have to say, I'm, a, I'm naturally a workaholic. So it was there were times when I naturally sort of fell into working weekends and evenings. Actually coming close to burnout, I think also helped, I say helped, um, sort of facilitated that I'm going, actually, I'm so tired. I have to do something about this and maybe delegate work or rationalize in some way. What, um, what were the signs that you realized like that you were getting close towards burnout? I think signs typically for me is I feel like I can't deal with stuff. So it's, it's tiny little things will make me sort of feel very anxious and on edge or sort of feel like I don't want to do this anymore. You know, you feel like throwing the towel in. Um, I think I, it's a sign when I'm sort of like every little tiny thing starts to irritate me. I'm like, oh yeah, no, I'm heading down that route because I'm tired, I'm irritable. And so every things that normally I take in my stride, I'm getting annoyed about. So maybe I need to take some time off. Yeah, yeah. And so actually I'm trying to do that and it actually takes some time away, like a half day a week just to look at my business rather than work, like work on my business rather than in my business. So rather than sort of doing all the client stuff is to say, actually, if I take three hours, I might use that to set some goals or do some training or just take some time off and, you know, do something different. So I'm trying to be a bit more conscious about work-life balance because that was one of the reasons I set the business up in the first place was that I wanted to have a better work-life balance. And there were times and have been times where it's sort of shifted too far in the work side of things. Oh, definitely. I feel like that's kind of like what I did when I moved here and set up my life the way it is set up now. I've rebuilt my life like so many times. It's it's hilarious. But um, this time I was just focusing on the wrong things. When I set this one up, I just, just focused mm-hmm. on working. I was focusing on, I'm going to work all the time and I'm going to just make a certain amount of money. And that's mm-hmm. what it was like that. There we go. You know? And um, now I'm trying to be more intentional with planning the life that I want. Um, the things that I'll be looking forward to um, because I get advice from people like you that have been in business longer. Like this is my, I'm coming up with my first year and I've done some crazy things um, honestly to like, but I'm super hard on myself, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like, what, what, like, how do you not be so critical on yourself? There are times when a I have to remember that I'm a human being and I can only have a certain number of hours in a day, and as long as I'm doing my best, that's the main thing. And I, I think in marketing, certainly, like no one is going to die, you know, like it's never a life and death situation in marketing, never. So actually, it's okay to sort of to speak to my clients as long as I'm open with them and, and speak to them and say, look, actually, you know, this has happened. I'll roll it over till tomorrow. Is that okay? hundred percent all the time because most of the time everything goes completely according to plan so every now and again when it doesn't it's totally fine to be open and honest and 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 that is something I have to remind myself is it's totally fine and normally my clients are totally happy no one is going to die it's okay that those are the things that I I say too when I'm at my day job I'm like nobody's dying like y'all can Mm -hmm. calm down like because I had to I had to make that shift because I'm one of those I'm a recovering people pleaser but I realize Mm -hmm that when I work, I'm still like, there's some, still some boundaries I need to set around work and working for somebody else. Mm. So, um, yeah, it, it's, th- that's 
one of the things that I've adopted, but I, I really have to do that more with myself and my time. And I love being able to ask you these questions. You know, well, I was just going to ask you, so you, you said about setting boundaries, like, what sort of things have you done? Are there any steps you sort of typically take? Cause I'm a people pleaser too. And I totally get that. Oh, so it'd be really interesting to hear. My time is the thing that I value most. So mm-hmm. I have to be strict um, when it comes to how, like, when I start talking to people in the day, I start talking to people at like seven 30 in the morning. Like that's the earliest I start talking to people because I try to get up, you know, earlier. And then like, there's a certain time at night. It's not always the same time, but I try for it to be like nine or 10. Like it doesn't always happen that way because my husband's deployed right now when he's here, it'll be, you know, different, but I mean, I'm up and the sun's up late now. So I, I just, I'm doing so much stuff that I don't mind talking to people at that time, but cutting myself off with that. And then saying no, when I really want to say no, if I don't have time to do something, I don't do it. Like, so those things like have really helped me and knowing like what I really want to do, questioning myself constantly being like, is this, and I'm not a selfish person. I rather do something for somebody out of the kindness of my heart than do something because I feel like I should. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to feel obligated to do anything for somebody. I really want it to be out of the kindness of my heart. And that's when it's coming to like friendships and setting boundaries around those friendships, you know, because me being a caring person, it's so easy for me to be taken advantage of. I have like for so long and I, I was like, nope, I'm not doing that. Like, oh, I don't loan money to friends. Um, I, you know, so I will buy, I will spend, you know, but I do not. I, I did. That's not something that I feel like that's not a relationship boundary. We, I feel like we should cross. Um, mm, that's a really good point, actually. And I think my closest friends, that's something we've never talked about, but it's never become a thing. If you know what I mean? I think we all sort of respect each other enough to not get into that situation. And I, I told somebody that straight up, like, because when I I've moved like four times in the past five, six six years so like Ouch. well it's okay <laughs> I I mean I love moving. I hate moving house I hate it <laughs> yeah I um well I moved because I got married so I moved from South Carolina to Florida and then we evacuated from Hurricane Michael and so we didn't really have that much stuff to move I became a minimalist mm. real quick like <laughs> it was <laughs> and that's, that's when the Netflix stuff came out for it too. And I'm just like, oh, I could really do this. Like I'm only going to intentionally shop. So I'm not a minimalist Mm. because like, I like to have multiple plates because I am not a minimalist when it comes to having friends and like entertaining people. Mm -hmm. So I need to have all the things, but just being more intentional. Um, But yeah, sorry, I got off on tangent about that, but yeah. That's what's great though. I love it. That a lot um, of boundaries that I guess people wouldn't even necessarily think about. I think you're actually, yeah, you're right. And I know that I have done that in the past is having sort of relationships that maybe aren't unequal in that, that you're burdened with other people's emotional. It's fine. I'm happy to be there and be a support, but there are there. I have had relationships where you're like, Oh, this is toxic. And when you walk away, cause you, cause I bring it home, you know, I, I bring their problems home and it stays with me and, you know, and I'll be a support for anyone who's helping themselves. And if it's reciprocal, but yeah, but I think there are, I've been very careful about being more intentional about my friendships and relationships since being self-employed. Definitely. That, that too. I also, I, I will end a friendship and if there is drama, I don't do drama. 
Like that's one thing I refuse to do. And um, especially if it's stupid stuff, like my life is stressful enough. I go to my friends for them to inspire me to be a better person. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and my standards for my friends are really high, but my standards for myself are really high too. And I expect them to also call me out on my crap because I won't become better in, unless somebody's honest with me, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, um, I know I'm far from perfect, but like one of my friends, um, she said that I, she was like, you know, you said something like, and it was really condescending. And I was like, I didn't mean for it to come off that way. And then I was explaining, you know, like listening to her. And then I like said something back and it was because I was being defensive and I, and, you know, and I could admit, I was like, you know what? You're right. I'm, I'm like, this is a me thing. This is not, you know, I, I was like, I don't know how to properly express, like we were having like an issue and I didn't know how to properly deal or handle that. And like, when we actually talked and like just aired it out and it's just like, that's the type of friendships I prefer to have because no friendship Mm -hmm. is perfect. And if I offend somebody, I want them to be, have balls enough to be like, Hey, this is how I feel. And Mm -hmm. so I can fix the situation. That's it. So I, when I say drama, I mean like back and forth, extra stuff that not knowing how to properly communicate, not, not having the personal development that I expect a certain people to have that I'm, that Mm -hmm. I call friends. I don't believe that my friends should be my clients. Yeah. Or yeah. Or that I shouldn't be their therapist. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and actually it's such a distraction it's, it, it is a drainer because I feel like I feel it a lot especially if it's someone I care about that you know I want to help and I want to help solve the problem and, and it's fine if it's not all the time but there are there have been people where you're like actually you're not doing anything to help yourself and this is going on and on and on and actually it's draining me and it's so it makes it so hard to lead by example mm. if they're taking so much of your energy yeah and I'm yeah. an empath. So it's like, I care way too much. And I'm really working on building up, like not having a heart wall. So tearing down my heart wall, but then also having the proper boundaries in place. Yeah. Very hard thing to do at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like caring, but not absorbing. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, it just becomes like, it just stays in my head and you know, there's only so much you can carry around with you. Yeah. Yeah. And one of my friends, she asked me about, you know, she's like, how do you take on so much stuff? I was like, I really don't like absorb it. Like I let their problems be their problems, but it took me forever to get to that point. And I really can't have people in my life that would cause me to like be extremely inconvenienced because there's other things in my life that cause me inconveniences, you know, I, I know it sounds like it sounds so bad, but it's because I value time so much. Like, Yeah, it does. And then sometimes you do have to put yourself first and it is hard. Like, as, as you say, as a people pleaser, you, you, you do, you automatically put other people first and what they want and, and how you can help them. But sometimes you have to say, actually, this is my time. You know, I work really hard and, you know, I've got lots of things going on. I need to not burn out and I need to not, have someone else's drama all the time and actually like it and for it to be reciprocal that that friend when you're having a crap time you can go and have a call and a chat and a and a rant and and they'll help you but they don't absorb it either that they're sort of mature enough to or not mature enough but emotionally aware enough to not Mm -hmm. absorb it all yeah 
Yeah. And so many people right nowadays are not, especially, listen, especially in America. Side note, I have to tell you something crazy that I heard because there's crazy things going on in um, the world. And they're talking about aliens because now, now hear me out. I was on a podcast. I was on somebody else's podcast. All right. And I was like, what do you think is going to happen in the next five years? You know? And she's like, um, I think we're going to start to see like aliens. I was like, I'm not, I'm not there yet. Okay. I'm not at that vibrational state yet. I wasn't, I was not, I was just like, this is crazy. Then the CIA months later starts to release some things. Right. (laughs) And I'm I'm sorry, this is the first time I'm actually getting to talk about this. And I also like to, I'm a Christian, but I like to listen, like get my, you know how some people like talk shows and some people like, you know, reality TV. Well, I consider astrology reality TV for me. Cause it's like, you want to predict, go right ahead. Let's see how right you are. Like I, I look at it that like, let's see how you think. I love to watch how people think. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching this astro- astrology lady last night with this tarot reading. And I'm like, that's a little too, I'm not all there yet, but I can still listen and pick away from what people are saying. I don't have to believe everything somebody says to take away from what they're saying, you know? Mm-hmm. And then she brings up these aliens and, and one of and I'm sitting here like this lady has both of these women have like 80,000 subscribers on YouTube and like so I was just watching this and I'm like oh wow people are talking about like really like this demographic there's a demographic of people that are actively talking about this oh I mentioned it at, a, at my restaurant with this one guy and he started talking to me about this whole like there's a whole conspiracy thing you know I don't know if it's conspiracy I don't know you know but there's a whole bunch of people that are really into this alien stuff And this lady, she said the craziest thing. She said, I think they're here to help us because whenever we have a lot of radioactive activity, it's like they come over and they check. I'm like, what do, if they have the technology to get to us, what? And you're in marketing. So I was just wondering if you're hearing any of this stuff, like, are you hearing any of this? Joe, I sort of saw something bizarre. It was on CNN, I think it was, but I I can't really remember. I remember reading the headline and I think it was someone like, Elon Musk saying why there aren't aliens like it would be it'd been touted as a real thing and I started skim reading it and I realized that my time is too important and I went I need to close this browser right now um but you know what my my thing is I don't discount that there could be something out there but by the same token I don't know if there's a cover-up I watched a lot of x-files when I was younger you know child of the 90s I watched a lot of x-files and there's a bit of me that's like yeah maybe they have but I, I just don't I just don't think it's not something I'm too worried about I'm just saying don't come I want to send a message don't come to earth right now we have some things we need to work on um (laughs) I'm gonna need you to wait another 100 years like a few yeah just like before you know I that's the best yeah earth is crazy right now come back when we're like a bit like settled we're not on our best behavior. We're, we're not, not for the public. Like we're yeah. not for the rest of the universe. Please we'll don't. just embarrass ourselves for the rest of the universe. So just come back later. We've got some stuff going on. But it's true, yeah. It would be it would be really interesting to know, like externally, if there was anything, what they were making of this whole situation. I mean, and that's how I started to look at this situation. I do mm. oftentimes look at the whole situation of what I know, granted, because I don't know it all, but what I what I can observe, if they observe the things that I did, you know, God, we're really, everything's going on 
in different places. Mm. Myanmar with them killing all their people. You know, we've got crazy natural disasters. In 2020, there were like 13 major hurricanes. There were all of these major fires. Now we got stuff going on here too. This is predicted to be an active hurricane season this year as well. Um, there's just a lot of things that don't go to the news. Mental health awareness mm-hmm. month is coming up soon. Is, is this month now? And, you know, that's going to, we don't talk about that enough. We don't talk about the suicide ratings ra- rising. We don't talk about the um, drug abuse issues that we have. I mean, in Oregon, in the United States, we've decriminalized meth, cocaine, um, and heroin. I didn't realize that. And in Oregon. Yeah. Mm. But straws are illegal. Right. Okay. This is where we are. You know what I'm saying? We have laws in Missouri now that are anti-protester that they're, that are getting passed. So they're trying to do that here. I think in the UK, they're they're One of the laws is written that says people that block traffic will be arrested or whatever. And if other people try to stop them from blocking traffic and violence happens, they will not be charged. Or they will like, they, they will, they will receive pardons or something like that. Like we're they're They're now writing laws that promote violence against protests. Like it's just, it's crazy. Sorry. It's very strange. And, you know, and, and like climate change, like you're saying, we had snow here in April, which, and it was quite a heavy, um, like quite a lot of snow. And that's kind of strange, you know, British weather's pretty unpredictable, but we had quite a lot of snow for quite a long time in a month that, like this time last year, it was, it was scorching in the UK. It was so hot. And then we've had snow this year. It's yeah. bonkers. It, I've talked to a weather woman She's a storm chaser and yeah, super cool. And she was, I was talking to her about climate change and global warming and everything like that and her um, views and on it and everything. And she mentions how like, we don't have as much to do with it as we would think. We do need to fix our pollution problem. I'm completely all for that. I'm for using different straws. Like I drink out of this Mm -hmm. water bottle all the time. Yeah, it, this world. Anyway, we got sidetracked. Yeah, this world's <laughs> going crazy. Um, but I mean, there's still like good things happening. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the good things that has happened, like your business did very well in 2020. Mm. Yeah, so was. what was with all of the stuff that we have going on in this world and all, you know, media, we talked about it. We, and we don't really, we both, I can tell you don't pay a whole bunch of attention to it. I don't either. I just get informed and people tell me things, you know? Um, and then if I feel the need to look up into something more, I will, but that's in my free time when I'm, you know, relaxing. Mm-hmm. Um, because my mantra this year is not to get, uh, I don't, I'm not getting distracted. That's what it is. But for you, you had a really good 2020. So I want to hear about that. Yeah, so 2020, we went into it. So just as a bit of backstory, um, me and my fiance were due to get married in Italy last April. Um, unfortunately, obviously, with everything that happened, that did not happen. Um, so went into, so we had to cancel our wedding in February because Italy was so far ahead of the UK. Um, 
and we didn't think it was going to be a thing. We were like, eh, it's probably going to blow over. It'll be fine. Be a couple of weeks, but we're going to have to cancel the wedding anyway. And clearly we were wrong. Um, but so we had that. And then obviously everything then went into lockdown in March in the UK for a couple of months. And I was terrified because I was a couple of years into my business and I just signed a couple of retained clients, but I just thought, you know, there's no way they're going to, they're going to carry on with me. And actually I was completely wrong. And my retained clients stuck with me and it's been fantastic and they've been really supportive and they've, they've continued to, to do marketing. And I feel like, I think we've maybe touched on this before. I, I, I started reading The Secret a while ago and I was a bit like, oh, this is a bit woo woo. But actually I did read it and I was like, well, there can't be any harm in thinking, you know, I want my business to be a success. I feel like I put the vibes out into the universe and, and my clients valued what I did and, and enjoyed working with me. And then I would be recommended to people. And so I started getting word of mouth referrals and getting to the point where I had more work than I, I could do. Um, so actually, yeah, it's been a fantastic year. I've, I've taken on a bunch of new clients who are fantastic. I've done some projects, I've done some other retained work um, and just yeah, having a really great time and like building my business and, and I'm at the point it's all scaling up now and I'm loving it. It's, it's just, I can't believe that in, in a pandemic year when we had a recession as well in the UK, that actually that I carried on growing my business. It's just, in some ways it's kind of crazy, but I'm, I'm yeah, so happy about it. And I think that's awesome. And I, I love for women to, and people in general, like men too, but like to really celebrate their wins because it's so important because we, a lot of times in society and you also are a people pleaser. So it's so hard. We don't want to be bashful and boastful. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we like, especially with how everything was, but I think that's awesome that you had such a good year. So what is your ideal goal for your business? Like, where do you want that to be? Um, I think sort of within the next year, 18 months is to take someone on as a permanent member of staff. That would be great just to bring someone on maybe who needs maybe like a second job so that I can train them and give them the experiences they need to, to grow and develop as a person. I think that would be really nice because this is going to make me sound really sort of control freaky, but like I have a particular way of doing things. I really value quality. So, you know, everything I do, I, I want it to be really high quality, no mistakes and it to drive results. So I want to bring someone on who has got experience maybe, but just to help them, you know, be a better writer or better editor or to encourage them to also learn while they're doing what they're doing, if that makes sense. So giving them the opportunity to grow with my business, that's what I would love to do. And that's what I think, hopefully, within the next year, 18 months, because I don't want to rush myself. I'm, I'm at this sort of point where I'm like, I don't want to take someone on too quickly in case I don't have enough work, but I also don't want to burn myself out. So I'm sort of just quite carefully trying to work out how sustainable it is because I also wouldn't want to take someone on and then have to lay them off because I just don't think that's particularly fair so it's just I'm, I'm sort of being very cautious about the time frame putting on it oh yeah I understand because mm-hmm. there's a new level of stress and yeah. you just still you know because you you know that somebody is really depending on you financially mm-hmm. so like that that just brings on another yeah yeah I, I feel like I want to be a responsible employer um yeah, and to be supportive and so to give them a sense of security. I, I wouldn't want to do it too quickly. Yeah, no, I absolutely, I respect that because you know, like you're in here for the long haul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'd want them to stay with me for like as the business grows. I wouldn't want somebody to, 
come in and have to leave or felt like they weren't comfortable or they weren't learning or they weren't developing. Because I have to say my first couple of jobs, you know, you're given, I sort of felt like I was just put at a desk and sort of left to get on with it. And I would never want to do that to somebody else. I'd like to be able to help them. Yeah. And then they would benefit so much from your knowledge. Yeah. And be a bit of a mentor to someone. Yeah. Yeah. That'll, and you might really enjoy that. I'm actually going to start mentoring. We have an organization here called Big Brothers, Big Sisters. Oh yeah. And so I'm going to start doing that in October. So just to start mentoring, like, like not children, but like, you know, teenagers. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, like looking at your, you being a boss as a mentor, that's a really good mindset shift to already have. Not like, oh, this person can just do all this stuff for me. I can alleviate this. You're actually looking at like building a proper relationship with those people because, and I think that's important when, in what goes into building a proper team. Mm. And I think, so over the summer, um, sorry, over the spring, I was looking at maybe potentially having um, an apprentice. So in the UK, they're encouraging, um, the government is encouraging people to take on apprentices and giving grants to, to businesses. Because I don't have a premises at the moment, I just don't feel like I'd be able to give that person any the support they needed. So I could take someone on and have them working remotely, but I just don't feel like I could give invest the time to, to help them get the most out of it, if that makes sense. So yeah, I, I looked at because it. Because you, you can't be on Zoom calls all the time to explain no. to them. No, and I think it just wouldn't be fair. So it's a great scheme if you've probably got like um, premises, but also we're still, well, we're still coming out of lockdown at the minute. I don't know um, how the situation is with you guys at the moment, but we we can now meet out in, outdoors. Um, and then in May, we can meet indoors, but it's a very sort of gradual process. And so most people are still working at home anyway. Yeah, we can work in the office. We can work, like, it's different per state. Like, in Illinois, like, we can eat inside restaurants, again, finally. But, um, and I mean, I say finally, but it sounds like y'all are not there yet. So. I literally just went for lunch with my best friend for the first time in, it must be about nine months. And we just went and and had lunch sitting outside and it's freezing. (laughs) But I did and it was amazing. Oh my goodness. I could not Mm. imagine like waiting that long. Yeah, it's been really, I think because the weather's been bad as well, it's been a tough few months for lots of us. Oh yeah, yeah. I That season, like the sun is what I need. I need to be in a Mm -hmm. tropical area. I require that. Like... (laughs) Because I get so like, do y'all get seasonal depression over there? Or is- yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I take vitamin D quite regularly. Yeah. So, how do you battle with your seasonal depression and your business? Like, seriously. Uh, so, actually, yeah, I've been a lot more proactive. That's really interesting. You ask. So, um, since being self-employed, I have taken vitamin D. I sort of start taking it about October because that's when the weather typically starts to get bad here, um, and then I take it through to about sort of March. So, yeah, I've been taking quite high strength vitamin D um, supplements, um, exercise. And I know we've, we both enjoy exercise. I find like the, the release that I get from going from, for a long run is just great. Um, so exercise, vitamin D, trying not to, I don't drink too much now. So I think during the first lockdown, it was very easy to have a drink every single night. We're like, I'll just have a beer when I finish work because I don't have to go anywhere. But actually I don't think it's particularly good for my health. So now I try and like only drink at the weekends. So trying to stay sort of I think staying in good health is really good for my sort of SAD and sort of I've I think I've maybe mentioned that I suffer from depression and anxiety and so actually just generally being in good health helps with that 
Oh yeah. I completely agree. Like alcohol has been something that like has made me gain so much weight in the whole process, you know, like I'll start to drink and then I won't think about calories. So then I'll just start to eating and then mm-hmm. I'll keep drinking and I don't want to get sick. So I need to eat something again. And it, <laughs> yeah, it's like, Oh, and don't let me be depressed and start drinking. Oh my goodness. So yeah. I, I did drink last weekend because I went on a girl's trip to Scottsdale and I did it was one day that I did not think about calories. I really like just, that's how it was, but come back. I don't drink as, um, at all, actually, other than with people. Now I used mm-hmm. to drink so much more, but now I completely agree with that too. And like working out, like, yes, I love the outdoors vitamin D supplements. I mm-hmm. also like black people supposedly need like five hours of mm-hmm. sunlight. So I don't move to the UK then. <laughs> Yeah, no, like I I'm hearing that and I'm just like, no, I need to be in a tropical location. Mm -hmm. I'm with you. I'll come with you. I don't know why I'm here. I love the UK. Don't get me wrong, but the weather is, you know, ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's good that you, I'm okay. So I do those things. What are some, I'm trying to think about other things that help me because I get through it pretty relatively fast, but, Mm. um, do you meditate? Oh yeah. Yeah, me too. Oh yeah. I, um, whenever I get too anxious or too attached and I, um, meditate and I try to do it daily. Mm -hmm. Uh, it doesn't always happen every day, but like, I try to like, definitely just lay down. I like to lay down more than rather than sit so I can do more of a body scan Mm -hmm. and, um, just really do breath work and just be present in the moment Mm. and be inside my house, but I can hear the birds chirping when I can finally hear the birds chirping again. I know that, you know, I'm just on that vibrational level and it just, it's, it's a, it's a good reset. So it allows me not to be so irrational, you know? I think just sometimes taking a moment just to go, oh, I've been hunched up my computer all day. Maybe I should just sit back and move my shoulders away from my ears it's just that just being more aware of yeah. myself in the moment yeah and it's it's so hard to like I I really just focus on my days day by day because there's just so many things on my to-do list right how did you just computer so I jot down everything just so that I don't forget but then I, I will just sort of move things around the days and, and, and work out. So I try and keep my weekends free from if, from work if I can, but I have what I call life admin. So it'll be like bills and, and things like that, which I do at the weekends. And now actually, so um, Gil and I actually now have a wedding date as well. So now we have wedmin weekends as well. Um, so that's good. It's exciting, but it's quite close. So we need to um, crack on, but uh, yeah. So I try and keep my work and my life sort of separate. So it means I don't have to give brain space to life stuff when I'm meant to be working and vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, not feeling guilty about moving things on a day. So if there's something on my to-do list that doesn't get done and it's not absolutely urgent, like no one's going to die. It's okay to move it to a different day when you, maybe your, my to-do list is a bit shorter. Yeah. I try to not put more than three or five things, depending on Mm -hmm. what it is on my list. Like for the day I use, I live by my Google calendar. Oh yeah. 
And so then I'll, and if it doesn't, I, I can just move it over to the next day. Yeah. I'm like, great. Um, I'm a big fan of time blocking. I don't know if you do that. Yes, so I like schedule out my days. Like this is what I'm doing for this few hours. That's what I'm doing. And then within those hours, I'll check things off the to-do list for that project. Yeah. That's, that's, I do. that's how I'm, you're going to, okay, please like what, let me find this app because yeah, I need to know this. Just email me. That but, app. I'll, I'll ask yeah. you in an email. I, I need to know that app. Um, I guess I'm always looking at different things. You remind like what you what you said reminded me of a few different um youtubers who do you listen to who are your like oh um so I am a big fan do you know Lewis Howe's um School of Greatness yeah I've been listening to him so when I'm doing housework and things like or going for a walk I listen to him quite a lot um who else I've got really gotten into podcasts. I'm really struggling to think now. Um, there's a girl here in the UK. I say girl, a woman in the UK called um, Holly, and she has a podcast called A Branch of Holly. Um, she has lots of great sort of entrepreneurial tips. Um, Jenna Kutcher. I feel like everybody listens to Jenna Kutcher, but she's um, totally great. Has She's always so positive and upbeat and full of great ideas. So I was like, oh, yes, I should definitely do that when I'm out walking. Um, and then just sort of some comedy podcasts here in the UK, just sort of um, BBC podcasts and things like that. They're just a bit daft. I love y'all's um, reality TV. Oh, really? Yes. Your reality TV is so much more positive than ours. Like when they do the family swaps, like house swaps. <laughs> yeah. Like you can watch our wife swap versus y'all's like house swap, mm. like Oh my, it's so different. Y'all like care about like the, the rich family like has to live on a budget. Like that's my favorite one. The rich family has to live on a budget and the poor family has to like live on the rich people's budget. And like, they just switch their lives. And oftentimes the rich people end up helping the poorer people mm. and change and like help them. You just get to learn so much more about the people and what they do. And you might be interested. There was, it must be about a decade ago. There was a series called Secret Millionaire. And it would follow. Oh, yeah. Have you seen it? Oh, do you have a version? Yeah. I love that show. It was so great. Yeah. I, um, I feel like you would like Amy TV. Okay. On YouTube. Um, she is all about like organization, productivity, make life admin Ooh. stuff. She talks okay. about life admin. Yeah. I, um, I listen to a lot of different stuff, but I'm always, I'm always interested in what other people listen to. What about books? What um, books have you done this year? Oh, uh, so actually most of my year has been spent reading so far, reading Barack Obama. Like I've read um, Dreams of My Father and uh, A Promised Land, although I just picked up um, The Audacity of Hope at a secondhand bookshop. Um, so I'm having a proper Barack Obama session at the moment. Um, although I have also picked up Amy Poehler's um, biography from a couple of years ago so I'm also reading hers I don't tend to read a lot of non-fiction but I really love Amy Poehler I think she's really funny and just super inspiring so I've been reading her book um and then what else have I picked up I've been reading a lot of trashy crime fiction which I, I'm slightly embarrassed to say but Har do you know, um, actually Harlan Coburn he's an American author I think and I've been reading lots of his books um, I... there were a couple yeah sorry go on no, that sounds really interesting. I um, I'm such a not a non not a fiction reader, and but it's no, it's it's so nice to like hear about. A lot of people are loving the crime stuff. Like yeah. most people I meet are like, 
obsessed with crime podcast. Like <laughs> I'm not, they, they freak me out. I'm like, I, I limit the violence. I mm-hmm. bring into my life. Cause I have nightmares. Like I'm such a non-violent person. Mm-hmm. Like if I had to shoot somebody, I would, but I don't want to like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I think I listened to Serial back way back in the day. Um, But I haven't really listened to many recently about the true crime type thing. I used to like, I was watching, I I noticed that the problem happened when I was watching, I was binge watching. It's me. It's a me problem. Okay. Ah. I'll binge watch something that I'm really interested in. And it was um, how to get away with murder. Oh my God, the drama in that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was just so attached. And it was the beginning of COVID. So like the oh. world's going crazy and I'm like just having this time to like watch this. That I had to cut it off. I didn't fin- finish all the seasons because I'm just like, I, I can't. This is, I'm really mm-hmm. thinking about how this person, how they're going to find out that they got killed. Oh, um, yeah. That was the, the Netflix, The True Life. I've forgotten now. The, the, the original one. Mm. The one that, oh, I can't think of what it's called now. Where the family and the guy who was wrongly accused and sent to prison and then came out and then was reaccused and has been in prison for like 18 years. Oh. Uh, I, I, now I can't think of what it's called. You're like, you look it up. I want to yeah, I'm, I'm just going to look it up now because that's literally going to bug me until I find out the answer. We watched The Staircase, that's a similar thing, um, which is a real life drama and it literally gave me nightmares. Did you watch Tiger King? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, everyone. There are real people like that. Like it was, I was about an hour and a half in and I realized, I just started laughing. I was like, these are real people. Yeah. Like this is a docu-series. Like this is not a joke. Like (laughs) It's not The Office, you know, this is actual real stuff. Um, It was Making a Murderer. That was the series that I watched. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I just couldn't for the life of me think of what it was. And again, it's one of those things. Go ahead. Go on. Maybe you I, go. I was thinking about women. Oh, I was thinking about the women murderer one. Oh, I don't know if I've seen that one. It's... It gets inside my head. And like you say, even Tiger King, it sort of frightened me in some ways. That, really? That that's real. You know, that he, the outlook. It's a bit scary. Well, yeah, you know, I I like to be informed with all the ways that different people think, you know, Mm -hmm. and really observe them. And so I looked at this, like once I stopped laughing and got to really like look and analyze the situation, Mm -hmm. this is just my theory, but I believe that all of the tiger kings, the people that own these zoos were their own kings in their own worlds. They had, they were very passionate about their cause. They let certain things get to their heads. Mm. They, you know, they, they weren't necessarily like the best people, but they had their following. They had their, you know, Joe lived a great life. Like it might not be a a standard of ours, but Mm. the man was married twice (laughs) to young men. Okay. Like he had, um, he could do whatever he wanted to do. He could play with tigers and lions and monkeys. He can play with all of those things all the time. 
And yeah, there's drama with somebody else, but he could run for, he ran for mayor. Like he mm-hmm. was, he was a musician. Like he was the king of his own world, you know? Yeah. He had that. Now, should he be pardoned? No, he should. No. He committed a tremendous amount of crimes against endangered animals, against animals in general. He committed so many crimes. The man is supposed to be in jail. I don't care about the whole Carol thing. Like she's not dead. Like I just, <laughs> let's talk about these animals. But that was my little theory. What was yours? I want to know what you, what you took away from it. I think, that, yeah, the, the animal, the treatment of animals bothered me a lot. I think, you know, I love animals and never want to see them harmed. And I think there was a bit of, yeah, they weren't necessarily treated the best. I don't necessarily agree with the way he went after Carol Baskin either, but then I don't know the full story because obviously the way it's edited, I don't really know, none of us really know what happened with Carol Baskin and her husband, but him to call her out and, you know, then say all those things about her, he was kind of obsessive. It felt like he was obsessive with Carol Baskin. Um, Yeah, he was bananas. He is his own demise. If he could have just gotten his mind right and gotten his life together, he would have still mm-hmm. had a zoo. But that how they kept those animals, I think Doc Antle probably kept the animals the best. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, he was weird too with all the women, yeah. all his wives, like like all of them. And it's funny how like the drug dealer was the one that was like the most like chill, normal person, <laughs> even yeah, though. I didn't agree with any of the things that they were doing, mm. you know, like cutting up open snakes to like put drugs. I think that's horrible. Okay. I, I'm a huge, I love animals, mm. but yeah, he was the most normal one. Yeah. I think that, that maybe that's something I took away from it. it was like, we're watching this as entertainment and go, and I did sort of find myself going, I don't, I don't know how comfortable I am about it in that it is becoming entertainment. The fact that these are real people mm. and they are abusing animals and they're acting like themselves. But it was more of a eye-opening thing for me to be like, yeah, we're looking at it as entertainment, but it's also, this is actually a docu-series and we should, I really feel like we should actually analyze the people. <laughs> like yeah. I, I, and I was, I get entertained by analyzing people. So I guess that's what my problem is, you know. But, no, no, I but totally get that. And that's I, why we I, watch, I think the real life drama, like the real life crime, sorry, is like, it's trying to work out if you think they did it. You know, do I think this person's guilty or not? It's the whole reason we watch it is that yeah. we try and psychoanalyze these people while they're watching it. Yeah. And I like to like analyze what's going to go on in the world with astrology. <laughs> yeah. If you watch anything good, I need to know, you know, I feel like this last few months and the most recent lockdown, there hasn't been a great amount that I've been hooked on on Netflix. Is there anything? You're like, okay. I have to watch Netflix this thing. wise. I love now when it comes to, I really do love genuine docu-series. I love learning about other cultures. I love having different cultural experiences. Mm-hmm. So um, I watched Cuba and the cameraman and it gave me a complete different perspective on Fidel Castro. Okay. Yeah. That sounds I, cool. I really, I feel like Fidel was actually a person that we've just been told to taught to hate because mm. he he believes in socialism and we do believe in capitalism so because we disagree with how people should be governed we don't like him 
So we have all this propaganda against him. And I seeing that it made me realize because it, this man goes back 40 years and he had met the cameraman had a relationship with Fidel. So that was really interesting. And then I've also been watching Tales by Light. And that is another docu-series that showcases photographers and they are um, always passionate about like different areas or different causes. So one loves sharks and he was like doing underwater photography and we met like the shark person, not met, but we're watching this, you know, uh, the shark person that was the diver or whatever that you could swim with these sharks. And he had made a relationship with these sharks for like 10 years. So it was that episode was to get you to um, realize that we've been, we need to protect our, our wildlife. Um, Another one was about um, the indigenous people from Australia and showcasing them and um, how they fish. And it was just so cool to learn about all of these different cultures on there and it's like they're like 22 minute episodes and it's such beautiful imagery because they're photographers and videographers and they're so passionate about their causes um so I, I've been trying to watch stuff like that I have watched Jenny and Georgia I haven't seen that that one is I binge watched that that one it's a mother and daughter. It's like, it's fiction. It's really interesting. The mother is like this white lady, really pretty. Um, and her daughter's mixed and, um, they're moving to new towns, but this lady has like brought herself up from, she's, she does scandalous things like steals and kills people, but it's interesting. You know, it's really, you, you get really, it's really good. Okay, I'll check that out in the week. I actually have to say one thing I have really enjoyed. We watched um, The Great American, hang on. Is it The Great American Barbecue Showdown? The American Barbecue Showdown. Rodney Scott is in that. I think so. One of the barbecuers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, He's like, his stuff is super popular. We actually ordered one of his turkeys for Thanksgiving. Like, Like, it's so cool that... Yeah, because he's from where, like, South Carolina, my area, originally. So, like, mm-hmm. I think it's, yeah, you can order his, like, turkeys for, like. So jealous. <laughs> we were addicted to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Food stuff is mm-hmm. uh, just what we can do with such different types of food. It's just. Yeah, I'm, I love, uh, yeah, total foodie as well. And that's one of the things that's hardest about this sort of whole situation in the UK is like going out for food is a bit of a, well, you can't. It's a real pain. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because I, I really, I could not, nine months, that's just too long. We have been able to get takeaways, which has been good and deliver, like delivered, but. It's not the same. You got to throw that away. You got to clean your, your silverware. <laughs> you know, you. <laughs> you exactly, not- yeah. <laughs> You're not like, and it does, Mexican taste so different in the box. Mm-hmm. It's not like, the same. Especially if they put it, I don't know if they put y'all's in the tin containers. We move away from that. A lot of the time it comes in plastic now, which is kind of rubbish. When you put it in the tin containers you, and your fork touches that, it like, you taste the tin and it's mm-hmm. just, oh, it, it messes up the food so much. Like you have to eat yeah. your Mexican food almost with a plastic fork. I, mm-hmm. 
the little things. <laughs> I know. We should be grateful that we can get Mexican food full stop. I know. I know. Like I'm very grateful for things, but then it's like, you can get, see, I can get so nitpicky that it's mm. like, I need, I need friends that bring me back to life. <laughs> you know, we all do. That's the, you know, that's the point of having friends. That's what they're for. Seriously. Partly. So one last question. Do you mm. have any questions for me? Oh, wow. I feel like I could talk to you for hours and ask you lots of different questions. Um, so what are you most looking forward to over the, sort of the next six months? What are your, because obviously you said you're growing your business and, and it's going well. What's, what are your ambitions and plans? So as far as business goes, I'm launching a signature course that I've been working on since the beginning of the year, honestly, and I'm still putting so much into it. And it's really, it's um, a 90 day life accelerator to help people level up in life. So I'm a transformational life coach, transformational success coach. And I really, you know, help you're going to go through so many bad things or hard things getting on being on your journey to wherever your, wherever your journey is and having someone that can actually help you get in track, be on the right routine and know how to get the stuff in your head out of your head um, and mm-hmm. just actually be productive and get through those hard times faster. That's the course that I'm building. It's got like, I've got a Reiki practitioner coming to do some healing sessions. I've got a nutritionist to go over food. I've got um, a comp- another confidence coach coming in to just do like confidence stuff and still in the building phases, but it's, that's exciting. My husband's coming back from deployment. So on a like Yay. more personal stance, my husband will be back from deployment in the next six months. Um, I am doing a bikini competition in the next six months and um, I'm in a wedding that is in seven months, but the bachelorette parties in October and Ooh. the bridal shower is in September. So I'm going to Florida for off. Uh, mm-hmm. September, October, November. So I'm super excited about that as well. Wow, it sounds like a great sort of year for you. It sounds like there's a lot going on. It sounds lots of fun. Yeah, it's so scary. No, it's not. <laughs> it's awesome. It's, <laughs> I literally just take things day by day because it's like there's, um, yeah, there's, I put a lot of stress on myself, you know. It's okay every now and again, though. Like you, you were saying to me, you know, you can't, do everything. Sometimes it's good to have a priority list and, and focus on a few things and not yeah. all at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been fun. Well, thank you so much for joining me today and taking time out of your lovely Saturday to just talk with me and give me, you gave so much advice. Like we talked about, we were talking, we were going to originally talk about like your network being your net worth, but we talked mm-hmm. on that. We talked on politics. We talked on the environment. We talked on like, you know, Netflix. culture too. <laughs> Like what? That's no, no, it's been great. It's it's really lovely to chat to you. And yeah, hopefully you could come on my podcast when I get into the planning the next season. I'd love to have you back. On I would love, 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 love to do that. Thank you so, great. so, so much. All right. Well, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Empowered Woman Badass and Unfiltered Podcast. If you found any value in this, please consider sharing and subscribing. Now go out and be a badass.